Hi LiveGen, we are back at another online service. Looks like this will continue for a little while longer, but let's continue to trust that God knows exactly what He's doing. Let's steward this season well, and let's receive everything that He has for us. Let's pray. Lord, give us fresh revelation today, new insight into your heart. We posture our hearts and minds to receive. Holy Spirit, have your way in us. We lay everything down at your feet. Let today's word plant seeds in a good soil of humility and surrender. In Jesus' name, amen. Just recently, I asked the Lord, Lord, what are you doing in this season? God has been processing me deeply and speaking into areas of my heart that I haven't given to Him completely. And really, God is saying so much. Words are being released by the body of Christ, over the body of Christ, and truly great things are coming our way. In the midst of all that, economies, governments, cultural realms, lives, churches are being shaken. Lord, what are you doing? And then I felt the Lord say to me, I am making all things new. Revelations 21 verse 5, And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. In order for something to be made new, there needs to be a shaking out of the old. A long time back, right before I went to the UK to study, I had just gotten out of a toxic and painful relationship which almost destroyed me. In fact, the reason why I wanted to leave the country at the time to study was to get away from it all. I thought that I could have a new start by going somewhere far away where no one would know who I was and I could breathe again. But actually, the opposite became true. Actually, when I got there, it felt more lonely, more lost, more broken, more insecure. You see, a new start doesn't happen by running to a different place or be surrounded by different people and then the issues just disappear. The issue was not the place or the people, the issue was my heart. I still had an old heart, old baggage, old mindsets and old unhealthy attachments. In fact, over this MCO, Mike and I have been ministering to various people who have been going through various circumstances, issues and crises related to work, studies, relationships, family. And they have asked us, how do we restart our lives? You see, you can try to get into a new season with new surroundings and you could give some kind of temporary relief but it won't confront the wounds or issues in the heart that ultimately God wants to deal with. He doesn't want us to carry old baggage. He wants to give us a new heart and He doesn't only want to give us a new heart. He wants to rewire the way we think and operate. You see, if we choose to stay where we were in our old ways, we're going to go downhill and miss out on what God will do in and through our lives. And worst, at some point, the baggage will come back at you and you're just going to go back to ground zero. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go backwards or be stagnant or stuck in my old ways. I want to move into my destiny and my future. I want to move in His purposes that He has for my life. You see, God is in the midst of making all things new. He wants to do a new thing in a new season. A new start begins with a new heart. 
Isaiah 43 verse 19, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Guys, there's going to be a new move of His Spirit. Many of us are going through a wilderness season now, but God is making a way in the wilderness. We can't move into a new season if we continue operating on an old system. A bit like our phones. Like I need to update my iOS every now and then. But if I keep staying on the old operating system, I don't fully experience what the full new updates can do for my phone so that it can operate better. In fact, sometimes if I'm lazy or I don't care to update, my phone starts getting wonky, it starts hanging, it starts breaking down here and there. In fact, another story, uh, at one time, Mike and I had this old CRV and we had it for over 10 years. But uh, before long, it was just breaking down everywhere and we thought, you know what, it's time to get a new car. You see, if the breaking down didn't happen, we would have been quite happy to stick with the old car. But anyways, we still got the new car. And at one point, we had both the old and the new car. And even though we had a new car, we still continued driving the old one because it was more familiar. The functions seemed easier. It's a bit strange how human behavior is. It's almost as though we were afraid of the new one. My, you see, my phone and car needed to go through a shaking or a breakdown for me to realize that it needed a new update or a new upgrade. You see, in God's grace and mercy, He allows us to go through shakings and breakdowns to shake us out of that old thing that is keeping us bounded and chained in our misery and our comfort so that we would have no choice but to rely on Him. It's not that He purposely wants to make us suffer. He is allowing our hearts to go through a refining process so that we can come out stronger. You see, even Jesus was led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. And He willingly obeyed. He fasted 40 days. He came out stronger. He even rejected Satan on that mountain when Satan tried to tempt Him. You see, God allows us to go through the wilderness because He knows we can come out of it stronger with His help. You see, guys, we are naturally creatures of comfort and of habit. We prefer familiarity. Familiarity is the enemy of honor. If we get stuck in our old ways, we cannot honor the new thing that God wants to do in and through our lives. You see, we don't live in a culture that embraces change. We live in a culture that shapes us to be comfortable. Comfort benefits self. Comfort is not wrong, but it's not what Jesus has called us to. In fact, Jesus says there is a cost to following Him. He didn't call us to a comfortable life. He called us to deny or lose our lives in order to save it. It is when we get out of our comfort zones that we actually grow. Growth is uncomfortable, but it is worth the discomfort because the benefits outweigh the, con the inconvenience. For example, in this quarantine period, we had to go through a period of inconvenience. We had to make a lot of readjustment to our lives, even with our ministry, 
to get our services online, we had to learn new equipment, new skills. We also had to have a change of perspective and accept the fact that things have changed. It's not comfortable, but we grow from it and the benefits outweigh the inconvenience. It's not comfortable but we need to be willing to go through the inconvenience and adjustment and posture our hearts and minds right so God can do what He needs to do. If we were to go, who cares? Uh, too much work, very messy, very stressful. Then we won't be able to experience our services online. This is the same with our spiritual lives. Again, this is not about a change in the physical. This is about a change in the spiritual. God is wanting to do a major internal overhaul in our hearts so that He can do a new thing. Do we perceive it? Do we see it? Luke 5 verse 36 to 39. He told them this parable, No one tears a piece out of a new garment to patch an old one. Otherwise, they will, they will have torn the new garment and the patch from the new will not match the old. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skins. The wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. No, new wine must be poured into new wineskins. And no one after drinking old wine wants the new, for they say the old is better. So right before what Jesus said here, the Pharisees were questioning Jesus' authority. They were questioning Him on fasting and praying. They were questioning His leadership of His disciples and judging them for eating and drinking. And you see at the time, the Pharisees fasted twice a week. Those were the rules and regulations of the time. So it was not wrong what they were doing. The Pharisees were living by what they knew or what they thought they knew. They had a certain habit, old thinking, old traditions, but they were missing the point. They didn't realize what was new and better was standing right in front of them. It was Jesus. Sometimes the best thing could be right in front of you, but we don't even realize it. And so Jesus responds to the Pharisees. He says, No one tears a piece out of a new garment to patch an old one. You see, garments and clothes throughout the scriptures, they carry a lot of meaning. Garments represent a certain status. For example, uniforms show status, identity, and authority. Old torn garments means broken identity, broken status, broken authority. Are we wearing shame, guilt, condemnation that leads to sin and death and just patching Jesus here and there? Many of us like to do Christianity on our own terms, like try to fit a certain feel-good scripture or quote at our own convenience and comfort, or get a high on one encounter, and then we become satisfied with a temporary okay, and then still go on wearing our garments of brokenness and shame and guilt and condemnation. You see, we, we can't just try to patch Jesus wherever it's convenient because ultimately the garments won't last long. It will tear. The hole in your life will show itself. How long do we want to keep patching the holes and the wounds for short-term convenience and short-term relief? Jesus wants to be our new garment. He wants to get rid of the old garment. You see, the new garment represents a renewed identity. 
renewed status, a renewed authority. The Pharisees could not see it because they were stuck in their old ways. Luke 5 verse 38, And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skins. The wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. The old wine represents the old covenant living by rules and regulations, the Mosaic law. There is an emphasis on rituals and processes. And yeah, with the old wine, there's a striving to meet the standard. So it's very self-reliant. The new wine represents the new wine of the Spirit. It represents the blood of Jesus Christ, the new life from the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, the new covenant with new life by the Spirit. There is an emphasis on relationship with the Holy Spirit. So you see, the two, th the two things can't come together. It just won't work. God cannot pour new wine into old wineskins. The wineskin will burst. We are the wineskins. We are the vessels. My question is, are we old wineskins or new wineskins? How do we know this? You see, an old wineskin focuses on religion. It's about outer acts, appearances, and rituals. The old wineskin is led by the flesh. It always strives to meet the standard. It's self-reliant and, and anchored in pride and self-righteousness. It's judgmental. And, and, and condemning. However, in contrast, the new wineskin focuses on relationship and motives of the heart. It's led by the Spirit. It's rested and there's nothing to prove. There's a reliance on God and it requires humility. It's focused on His righteousness, not our own righteousness. And it's full of grace and mercy. You see, our Christianity cannot be based on appearances where we wear masks and look all spiritual, do all the churchy stuff, but the insight is not given to God. There's no real relationship in that. It's just pretense. You can tell by the fruit in our lives. Are we still striving, prideful, refusing to change, still in condemnation or worse, judging and condemning others and just depending on yourself. You see, God wants to do something new and powerful. And if you choose to stick to your old ways, we cannot see it. We cannot handle it. We cannot receive it. No, I want to be new wineskin, flexible, pliable, stretchable, humble and reliant on Him. And God is now processing me uh, to, go, to, to go further in this. How do we know we are operating in new wineskin when tough times hit us? It will show in our response to tough times in our lives. In those moments, do we choose to let God confront our hearts or do we choose to go our own way, left in our own pride and our own self-righteousness, blame our circumstances, blame our others, blame others, by the way, pride isn't just about arrogance. It's, it's sometimes in, shown in our victim mode. That's also pride because there's a focus on yourself. It's worm pride. It's never about right or wrong. It's about life or death. Will we choose life? 
Luke 5 verse 39 says, And no one after drinking old wine wants the new, for they say, the old is better. Even Jesus says you have a choice. Actually, if you choose old wine, you will actually feel it's better. It's actually more comfortable. It's safer. You don't need to get uncomfortable. You can avoid being shaken, avoid the bursting and the drama, and just stick to how things were. Stay in my old self, hope for the best. You see, that's not how I want to live my life. Now, it's not that I really want drama in my life, but the thing is, guys, drama is going to come at us whether we like it or not. It's going to come after us. It's how we overcome the drama that matters to God. What will you choose? I've read stories of great revivalists and what made them great wasn't because they look so spiritual, so powerful, can preach so well, signs, wonders, miracles, all that is good. But what made them great was their ability to die to self and rely on God in great humility in the midst of great opposition at the expense of their pride, their status, their right to be right, their reputation, and even at the expense of some of their relationships. But how do I do this, Pastor Tabby? How do I become new wineskin? You don't become. You let God remove the old wineskin and replace it with new wineskin. Put off the old, put on the new. It's going to require great humility Respond to respond with the heart. It comes through relationship and with the sharp sword of His Word to get into the inner recesses of our hearts. It may seem hard, but actually it's supposed to be easy. Just surrender. Yield. Being in control, a lot harder. And apply these three things. Everyone say, reconcile, reset, renew. Reconcile. 2 Corinthians 5, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to Himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to Himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. To walk as a new creation, reconcile with God. Reconnect back with God again. Let God confront your heart. Don't react to your circumstances, challenges and shakings. Let them be an opportunity for God to lead you into something new. Respond with the right heart. Don't let your quiet time be just a spiritual discipline. Let God process you deeply. It's relationship. It's not, okay, I've done my part. Okay, I'm done. No, let rivers of living water flow. Let the secret place, become a place where you are authentically yourself, where real relationship happens, where there's complete reliance on God so much that He consumes us and we don't question or doubt His good intentions when crisis or issues happen. Secondly, reset. Colossians say, set your heart on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. 
Don't set your heart on earthly, worldly things that give you temporary comfort or relief. Set your heart on Jesus and the things of His kingdom. Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. Set your mind on the things of God. When you set your mind on something, when I set my mind to buy something, for example, I've decided. We've got to make a choice. It requires a decision on your part. It's not led by feelings. It's a choice to give God your whole heart and mind. Die to self and live unto Christ. Amen. Thirdly, renew. Romans 12 says, Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing and perfect will. In the later part of my time in the UK, when I finally let God confront my heart and you know, He just uprooted everything from my heart and gave me a new heart. Even though I had a new heart, I still had an old mind. The renewal process, it takes time. I had to reprogram my mind through discipleship, scriptures, being in the right community, being around the right people, accountability, submission to leadership. It's a process. Allow God to process you and renew the way you think. You see, we want to conform to God's pattern, not our own worldly pattern. We want to walk in His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Everyone say, reconcile, reset, renew. I'm going to close. Through all the shakings that is happening in the world right now, God is leading us towards a new start. Something incredible is about to happen, guys. I don't know what it is, but I'm excited. I'm humbled. I don't want to miss this move of God. I want to be reconciled, reset, renewed by His love. I want to walk in the new, not stuck in the old ways, stuck in the same old decision, same old cycle of addiction, shame, guilt, and condemnation. I want my life to bear fruit, fruit that will last. Who is the Holy Spirit to you? Let's just close our eyes wherever we are right now. Will you let Him replace your old wineskin with a new one? Ezekiel says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. If this is what you want, I want you to put your hand to your heart and we're going to pray together. Lord Jesus, you know the challenges we've been battling with in our hearts. We come humbly before you and we ask that you take this broken, messy heart and replace it with a new one. Help us to walk as new creation because the old is gone and the new has come. Lord, remove the old wineskin. I want to be ready for you to pour new wine into my life. I want to experience everything that you have for me. 
in this new season. I want to be reconciled to you. Reset my heart and renew my mind. I give my life as the living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to you. Amen. If you don't know Jesus and you're watching this right now, I want to invite you into a relationship with Him. What we have is not religion, it's a relationship. I don't know what you've gone through, but you may be asking God for a new start. Let your new start begin with Him. A new start begins with a new heart. He made a way so that you don't need to carry the burden all by yourself. He died for you. He wants to help you. He loves you so much. And so if you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I want relationship with you. Will you come and live in my heart and be my Lord and Savior? I believe you died on a cross for my sins and rose again on a third day. Thank you for loving me. Come and lead me and guide me as I live a renewed life with you. Amen. My prayer is that all of us will be revived and alive by the time we get to the end of this MCO. We're going to move into new realms together as a family marked by love, forgiveness, reconciliation and power. Let's do it this time well, fam. Let's stay in the secret place Listen to His voice. Let Him refine you in the furnace of His fire. Let Him purify your heart and make all things new. Stay close to Him. Thank you so much for tuning in to our LifeGen podcast. We hope that you were blessed. If you would like to connect with us, head to any of our social media platforms at LifeGenSIBKL or our website LifeGen.my. We would love to connect with you. Stay tuned and God bless.